Hola, buenos dias. It's actually afternoon, it's not morning, but anyway, you get it. This is your favorite power girl, Zita Michelle, welcoming you to episode two of my podcast, Oh Well. On this podcast, we talk about everything. We talk about everything under the sun. We talk life. We talk love. We talk relationships. We talk makeups and breakups. We talk finances. We talk entrepreneurship. We talk women's empowerment. We talk religion. We talk politics. We talk, nope, we don't talk politics. Scratch that. We talk children. We talk everything under the sun. God, we talk about everything except politics. I'm sorry. I'm just not into politics. Anyway, you know, life ain't nothing but a game of politics. You got to play the game like it go in order to get where you need to get. So they say, but I heard my steps are ordered by the Lord. So it don't matter to me, baby. Oh, well, welcome to episode two of my podcast. Uh, What is the title of this podcast? Um, We'll know once we get to talking because... You know, life happens. You go through different things. You go through ups and downs. You encounter different kind of people. You make friends. You lose friends. You build relationships. Some you tear down. Anyhow, this week has been crazy. And I've just been talking to people in general, you know, about life within itself. You know, whether that was uh, motherhood or career goals or fitness goals or whatnot I've just been talking to a lot of different women from a lot of walks of life and the crazy thing about a woman is a woman is always experiencing some kind of turbulence in the area of love and relationship it is so crazy unless you're Sierra and Russell I'm sorry our JC and Beyonce they got it together now anyway but um, I was talking uh, to a friend and we were talking about relationships and we were talking about love and we were talking about life and things of that sort. And so we got to talking about toxic relationships, toxic re- relationships, whether that's toxicity on the level of being in love or whether that's toxicity on the level of being in a friendship or whether that's toxicity on just People that don't bring positive energy to your life, they just always bring in something negative to your life. And so um, I've learned a new math skill and it's called subtraction. Yeah, I've learned a new math skill and it's called subtraction. I learned it like in elementary school, but um, I just thought that, you know what, this just applies to the uh the numerical aspect of numbers you know uh four take away two is two you know but what I've learned in life is you have to not only apply those numerical um equations or numerical situations to your money or um your products or whatever it is you literally would have to apply that to extracting and subtracting people from your life that don't bring you anything good to your life they just bring you a bunch of headache a bunch of heartache a bunch of heaviness and all that you have to learn to subtract that and get that out of the way one thing that I've learned is you cannot function at your full capacity 
drowning in the quicksand of toxicity. You cannot. You cannot be in a toxic relationship and expect healthy outcomes in your life. It just, it doesn't work. You know, there is always that quote-unquote friend that um, dumps all their garbage on you. And, you know, you're just a dumpster. You take it all in and then you deal with your own issues. And that friend is not on the other side of the fence saying, come on, sis, I got you. Dump all your stuff over here. You know, you help me clean mine up. But you're a constant dumpster for these people to just throw stuff in your front yard. So with that being said, um, you know, you have to, You, I was told, let's put it like this. I was told at one point in life that my relationships are one-sided. You know, Zeta, you have one uh, one-side relationship. You know, um, if people don't match up to what it is that you're expecting that that you want, you kind of like subtract them from your life. And um, I would have to disagree. I would definitely have to disagree because I have always been that person. And if you know me, holla at me, holla back at me. I've always been that person that kind of um, was always extending a hand, whether it was advice, whether it was help starting a business, whether it was putting you in contact with the right people, or whether it was doing different things to assist or aid or help, you know, other people. I, I was that girl. I was that girl. I am still that girl, but I am that girl to a certain degree. Now, check this out. Moving forward, the relationships that I have extracted, it seems as though God has been doing a new thing. So for every toxic seed that was planted, um, it's been uprooted and new seeds have been planted and they are flourishing and they are thriving. And my rose garden is absolutely positively beautiful, baby. So check this out. Now, I have a best friend, just amazing all around best friend, Chef cook up behind off i'm talking about anything that you want to know anything that you need to know anything that you are possibly thinking of i tell you no lie this girl well, she she knows she knows and if she don't know she's gonna find out when she find out she's gonna bring it back to you front so baby but um that's just the type of person she is now we've been friends for a few years now and uh the relationship just exploded. You understand what I'm saying? It's just like we connected on a level um, that you don't normally connect on what most women, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I have to say it. Oh, well, I have to say it. If you don't like it, send me an email, disagree with me. But it's unfortunate that the relationships with women are sometimes so toxic due to one thing or another, whether it's jealousy, whether it's envy, whether you said something and they didn't agree with what you said, or they heard you said this to that one, and they heard you said that to this one, and then it turns into this big old mountain of a mess. And it's like I said, it's just toxic. And unfortunately, you know, that's kind of like the cadence of the relationship with women, right? So, check this out. Okay, I'm sorry, you guys. I'm juicing. I'm having my mid-morning juice, mid-afternoon juice. But anyway, um, not with my bestie. Not with my bestie. No, it is the the relationship is reciprocated. There are those days when I'm just like a mess. 
I'm all over the place. I just don't know what to do with myself. I need some advice and not just no advice. I need an ear or I just need someone that can hear my heart and sometimes respond to it or just be there. And that is my best friend. On the other side is vice versa. It's vice versa. It's reciprocated. So see, what you have to do is... uh, and it's not even what you have to do. It's more or less the statement that was made about, you know, Zeta with the one-sided relationships. No, if the relationship is reciprocated, then it is a bomb relationship. Like, it is so cool to have a friend to be able to explore your thoughts, your heart, you know, your goals, your visions, and your dreams with. And she has been that friend. Shout out to you, bestie. You know who you are. Anyway, um, whereas in the past, I've never really had those kind of relationships. And, you know, recently I've been exposed to um, maybe three of those relationships where I think it's very, um, excuse me, guys. Oh, my God, this juice is it's, it's definitely reciprocated. And so, you know, you have to understand that you can't really get, get, what you don't give you understand what I'm saying I hear it all the time I've heard it in the biblical aspect give and it shall be given back unto you good measure pressed down um um run it okay I forgot the scripture given it shall be given good measure pressed down shake it together run it over shall be given to your bosom see I know that word is in me baby but anyway um in the biblical aspect even in the aspect of the laws of the law of restitution um you find a lot of millionaires that are not spiritual people. You find a lot, a lot of successful people that aren't really spiritual people. Because you know, uh, us people of God, we got to equate everything with, you know, uh, the spirit. But let me tell you something. The Bible even says that God takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. So let's get that out there first, my good sister. But anyway... Um, so with that being said, you know, uh, you look at all these people like Oprah Winfrey, Bill Gates, um, Dr. Phil, Ellen DeGeneres, they are always giving and giving and giving and giving and giving and giving and giving. And because of all restitution, it comes back to them. So if you want that relationship, you want the healthy relationship, you have to reciprocate. It has to be reciprocated. So my friend and I, we were talking this morning, right? And we were talking about trust in relationships, right? So you have some people that, you know, the trust factor is probably broken in, re- in a relationship. And they'd be like, okay, yeah, well, I'm going to forgive you. You know, I'm forgive you. I, I ain't going to forget. And I'm going to trust you again. And that's so dope. That's so cool to be that way. And um, she was saying that she's that way. She's like, I'm the same way. And I'm like, you know what, sis? I'm sorry. I, I'm just not, I'm not that girl. You know, um... I forgive you. Yeah. Um, trust you again? I'm not too sure. And don't get me wrong, you know, you guys. Oh, well, God has to work on me in that area because I just feel like at this point, like, you broke the trust. Um, I, I may have broken the trust. You know, you forgave and you opened up your heart completely and, you know, boom, we're friends again and all is well and you know, I trust you again. And I'm like, side eye. I'm sorry. I can't do it. I can't do it. I, especially if, if I stuck you in the behind with the pen. 
if I suck you in the behind with the pen, and you know I suck you in the behind with the pen, then you come back to me and say, okay, you suck me in my behind with the pen, but I'm cool. We back cool again. Mm. I'm still looking at your side. I'm sorry. And even if you stuck me with the pen, just because I stuck you, and you want me to be the way you are with, oh, it's all good. Nah, I'm just not that girl. So we kind of talked about, you know, that too. And one thing I saw, I saw it in a meme. I see it all the time. You know, it takes a lot to build up trust. But it takes one thing to destroy everything that you build. And that is the absolute literal truth. And some people get past it with the grace by the grace of God, and that is good. Relationships are reconciled, you know, uh, reconciled, and friendships are restored, and you know, a lot of things uh, that God can do when you're open for it. You know, um, it's unfortunate that this little girl right here on this podcast that you are hearing from has been through quite a lot. So there are walls and mechanisms that are that shoots up. But trust me, God is definitely working on me. And uh, yeah, I, 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 I've opened myself up to um, to forgive, but not to forget. Don't get it twisted. I ain't saying I'm an unforgiving person. I'm a forgiving person, sometimes too forgivable. But on the backhand, yeah, a lot of work has to be done to get me back into the position and the place to be able to trust especially trusting someone not with just your mind or your body but with your entire spirit and your being that's a whole different level of trust so we talked about that and then um i ended up going into a conversation with someone about instant soulmates have you ever heard of that instant soulmate have you ever heard of an instant soulmate i should have got a little more um detail on the terminology instant soulmate and maybe I'll bring my bring a guest on here and we can kind of talk about instant soulmates so we can get a little more clarity on it um I believe the aspect of instant soulmate was maybe meeting someone and then after you met that person you and that person kind of like hit it off real quick the chemistry was there the vibe was there the energy was there and it was just so dope and you connected on so many levels and you was like this is my soulmate I think that's what she meant by instant soulmate um but yeah, we're gonna have to talk a little bit. Uh, we I have to talk to her a little bit more about that, and then possibly have her come on as a guest so we can discuss um, instant soulmates. That kind of threw me for a loop, you know, uh, because there was another topic that I wanted to go in after. You know, we kind of talked about the whole instant soulmate thing, um, but it escaped me so fast. But anyway. Uh, love you know love is quote-unquote supposedly in the air and I just wonder how some of these people are making out in the midst of quarantine um from what I hear it is doing some magnificent things in relationships but I've also heard that it is also womp 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 my god have you guys heard the story of Will and Jada Will and Jada, Will Smith and Jada Smith. And, you know, being over the time that they've been stuck in quarantine. And I believe they're doing this talk on 
um, Jada's podcast. I'm not sure. I haven't went back to listen to it, so I don't want to really misquote anything. But, of course, um, your social media blog sites will post everything. And um, from what I think to be a very credible uh, social media blog site, it was said that Jada said that um, she didn't really know well like she thought she knew well after being in quarantine because they were always in passing you know business over on this side of the town business in this part of the world so they were never really together until they went into quarantine and then they really actually realized that they didn't know each other so I ask you on today while you are in quarantine for what day are we on now like we're in May almost like over a hundred days of quarantine how do you see your relationship you know are you closer to the person that you're in the house with or is there a distance you know are you seeing those things that you love about this person or are you like "Ah, whatever what did I do what mistake did I make blah 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 it's crazy though but uh you know just in relationships itself um I hear a lot of and I have to speak from the aspect and from the um from the point of view that I exist in um you know like with Christianity uh did I say that right it felt like it came out wrong Christianity with Christianity um you know I hear a lot of Christians talk about um, being unequally yoked we're unequal. We can't be unequally yoked. I don't want to be unequally unequally yoked, right? So, let's talk about that. Let's dissect it. Let's break it up. Let's see what it what it make it do what it do. And if you have some questions or some comments or some responses in regards to any of these topics, feel free to email me at michelle nine one two at gmail I'm sorry, that Z on the front of it, zmichelle912 at gmail.com. So that's Z-M-I-C-H-E-L-E 912 at gmail.com. Feel free to email me. So let's just, 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 just chop it up a little bit in that area about the unequally yoked thing, right? So, of course, you know, you go to these women's conferences and these seminars and, you know, um, you in the midst of it all and the spirit of the Lord is moving and all of a sudden you get that prophecy and it says you're not supposed to be with that man uh he's a Muslim you're a Christian you're unequally yoked he's an atheist you're a Catholic he's you're unequally yoked um he's a uh, what is it? Uh, Buddhism and uh, you're Pentecostal. You're unequally yoked or whatever, right? You get the picture. So with that being said, you know, that woman takes that and she runs with it. Oh, I don't want to be with nobody that's unequally yoked. But let me tell you something. Unequally yoked goes far beyond just Christianity, okay? It does. You can be unequally yoked with... Uh, Uh, education wise you can be unequally yoked Um, you can be unequally yoked uh, 
financially. You can be unequally yoked, goal-oriented. You can be un. There are so many different levels to being unequally yoked. But as Christians, all we see is that, oh, you don't believe in a God that I believe in, and we unequally yoked. No, baby, you can be unequally yoked even in the aspect of you know what. Um, my spouse is and I'm not speaking personally I'm speaking in general you can be unequally yoked if you are married to a woman that has a PhD and her husband is a convicted felon that dropped out in the ninth grade or whatever you're unequally yoked you're unequally yoked something isn't meshing you know and a lot of times we wonder why these relationships aren't working because we really haven't sat down and really dissected who we are where are we going what do we, what do we believe what are our goals where do we stand how do we come together to be yoked okay so um oh come on come back to me come back to me come back to me so you have uh you have someone um, that you're dating, right? You're dating this person. And um, you know what? Put it like this. It reminded me of, what was the name of the show? Come on, Zeta. You love this show. The show was on Netflix. It was absolutely like one of the best shows of my life. Um, oh, I can't think of it. But you guys, I know it's going to come to me while we're talking about it. But this particular show that was on Netflix, um, it was about these people that met for the first time. And um, what is it called? I'm so upset that I can't remember it because I was so in tune and in sync with this show. Like I watched it from beginning to the end. I must have binge watched the entire episode of the show. But my favorite people on the show were Cameron and Lauren. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Cameron and Lauren were on the show. And um, it's Love is Blind. That is the name of it. I knew it was going to come to me. Love is Blind. And so you got Cameron. Excuse me. And you got Lauren. And then you have... um, I can't think of the other couple's name. You know, but I really love... You know, my my favorite picks. I really kind of remember their names. But anyway... um, there was a couple on there and it was a guy and he to me he was just like so immature and um he seemed to be so unsure of what he wanted as what he wanted in a woman so he was dating these two different women in the pods one of the women was that when she was very successful you know she was like this uh Um, regional manager for some company and then there was the other girl she was just like a a ragabond for lack of better words you know she she couch surfed she lived with family she kind of couch surfed and stayed with friends and things of that sort and then there was the other guy that was involved in this uh triangle that was really attractive to the regional manager and he was a fitness instructor and so um he and the, the fitness instructor and the regional manager they hit it off really really good they really they hit it off really really good but there was that spark that was missing whereas the other guy who I deemed to be very very immature uh the regional manager was drawn to him 
She was magnetically, magnetically, magnetically drawn to him. Why that word got stuck like that? I don't know. Magnetically drawn to him. And uh, I mean, she was just so in love. Now, keep in mind, um, is love, uh, love is blind, is love blind, um, uh, really a lot, makes these people, they come together, they don't see each other, they kind of meet behind walls and they talk and they converse. And th- some of them, their hearts connected at instantaneously and you just knew that you knew that the love in the relationship was real right okay so moving forward then you have um the girl that was the couch surfer the ragabond right her and the other guy this guy had his own company or whatever and um he was so attracted to her and their chemistry was just everything right and so when they ended up having to pick the person that they were going to leave the pods with and risk going into a life with as a married couple to prove that love can be blind, uh, it just got really weird. So they come out the pods and Lauren and Cameron are like everything. They everything. Interracial couple. You know, Lauren was, uh, you know, starving kind of like artist. Um, and Cameron was just a super successful scientist kind of like guy, right? He already had his house built. You know, he had everything prepared for the life that he wanted or the life that he saw with the person that he saw it with. So literally, Cameron was building a life for the wife that he would bring into the space that he created for her. Oh, sexiest thing in the world, honey. I'm like, and I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about the situation. So here it is. He has created this life and he's envisioned the woman that he wants to be with and he knows her when he sees her and it just so happens to be Lauren so they connected right boom so then we go back to the other couple the ragabond and the guy that has his own business he took the ragabond and he was like you know what I love her she's spontaneous she crazy our chemistry is everything this is my girl boom they get together and then you have the regional manager and the fitness instructor and the regional manager is just so heartbroken that you know the guy that had his own business didn't choose her he chose the ragabond so she settled and she went on in with the fitness instructor ladies do not settle what you want is out there the man you want is out there and unfortunately my boo you can't build a man you can build a man, but you can't build a man. What I mean is, like, if he just, he a total mess from the beginning, you have the opportunity to inspire him. You have the opportunity to encourage him. You have the opportunity to build him up, but you can't build him as a man. Unfortunately, that cannot happen. He has to want it just as bad as you want it for him. Okay? So, the, she settles for the fitness instructor and you see the chemistry is not there and they all come back together you know they all go to like this gathering and you see her and she gets you know she gets wasted and she's making google eyes at this guy that had already chose this girl and then you know the fitness instructor is feeling insecure as he should have because he was second choice but he still allowed her to make him second choice but anyway that's neither here or there let's go back into the story so 
the guy that has his own business that chose the ragabond, they finally come together. They agree that love is blind. They love each other. They want to pursue this relationship and they want to see where it goes. So as time progresses and they begin to get to know each other, he finds out that her credit is shot. He finds out that uh, she has no stability. He finds out that she's a college dropout. He finds out that she had a bag of student loans. He finds out so much about this girl. And honey, if y'all would have saw his face, you would have been like, mm. regional manager looking real good to you now, buddy. But it didn't actually end that way. Y'all going to have to go watch this uh, Love is Blind um, on Netflix. Netflix and Love is Blind, I should get a spot for this. I really should. Breaking y'all uh, showdown like this. But anyway, with that being said, uh, we 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 move on to uh, those two, right? Those two, the one that. Okay, I'm sorry. Let me get back to the story. The two people that I was just talking about, and so marriage days, the the, the day of the marriage ceremonies come, right? And these couples have to make the decision on whether or not love is blind. Will they be getting together with these people? Will these relationships that they've established or that they've gone into, will they work? Let's see if love is blind. Let's see if it's unequally yoked can become yoked together. Let's see. So, boom. Lauren and Cameron get to the altar. Lauren has these things in her mind um, that she's trying to figure out. You know, this is all new to her. She went from being a single woman. And I think 90 days later, she's getting ready to make a decision on whether or not she should be marrying this man that's standing before her. I've never dated a Caucasian guy before. I've never been in a serious relationship like this. I've always been in my studio apartment by myself. Now, all of a sudden, I have to figure out if love is fine. Can this really work? Can I really be happy with this man? Although we don't have, per se, a lot in common, right? Boom. Anyway, Lauren and Cameron gets to the altar. Dum, dum, da, dum, dum, da, dum. When you take this one, you take that, da, 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 I do. Happily ever after. My God, they are doing amazing right now. So then we go back to the guy with the ragabond. Uh, they get to the altar. He looks very confused the day of the wedding. He is not absolutely sure whether or not this is a girl for him. Is he going to marry her? Her credit is shot. She got student loans. She a uh, college dropout. She uh, got bad credit. She don't have a house. She house surfing. She couch surfing. Couch, sur- couch surfing. Should I marry this girl? They get to the altar. Will you take this one and blah, blah, blah. Take that one to be your awfully wedding husband. Will you take this one to be your awfully wedding wife? La, 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 la. Boom, 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 boom. This suspense is crazy. And I'm like, is he about to marry this girl? This Dixie girl. Mm-mm, honey, he too good for her. What is she doing? What is he doing? Mm. And guess what? He marries her. And I follow the story because I'm, I'm, I'm nosy that way. I follow the story. Apparently, you know, she ended up getting a job and they ended up building their life together and blum 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 and everything turned out perfectly great and so then you get to the regional manager and you get to um the guy uh who's the fitness instructor and they get to the altar and, and um 
Or you take this one to be your awfully wedded husband. You take this one to be your awfully husband. And he says, I do. And she looks and she says, I can't do it. I don't want to do it. I can't do it. No, 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 no. Her heart wasn't connected. He wasn't the man she wanted. He didn't have the things she, she, she expected. Nothing was connecting with them. They were unequally yoked. That's what she said. So, I believe, you guys, that when, when we speak on being unequally yoked, we can't speak from it from one dimension. We can't speak of it from one dimension. Now, I did not discuss the religious aspects of those people's lives because as Christian women, as Christian men, we already looking at unequally yoked as just unequally yoked on the level of religion. But um, I believe Lauren was a Baptist and um, Cameron was a Catholic. Uh, I believe um, the fitness instructor was a Catholic and so was the regional manager they both were catholic and then the other two child even though i don't even know those people had a guy <laughs> you know i'm not judging them i am not i just i just didn't really hear that component of their relationship being discussed on the show but when you are selecting a partner or when you are looking for a partner um or when you are considering taking a partner you need to look at all those different components you need to look at everything in those different aspects um like i said you can't build a man or a woman you can inspire them you can motivate them you can encourage them you can build them up but they have to want it you understand what i'm saying so you may have someone that um lacks uh domestic skills you can't go into that relationship thinking that voila Africa Africa uh uh um uh magical pool winter capula bibbidi ba bam that this person all of a sudden is going to be domestic it just does not work like that you can inspire and encourage that person look let me get you some cooking lessons you know let's get in the kitchen let me help you out a little bit so i can show you how to cook a little bit you know you could do that you know what i mean if you're on that type of time you understand what i'm saying if you're on that type of time you could do that but going into that you know there are things that you need to discuss around about you know what are you believe what are your beliefs what are your goals what are your visions what are your aspirations what inspires you what makes you click what makes you tick what turns you on what turns you off what are, what is it you know what i mean before you just jump into the pool of relationships you have to figure out what it is that you want in a partner you do you know you can't how do old people say you can lead a horse to the water but you can't force him to drink you understand what i'm saying you can lead the person to the one ass but if they don't want a job they ain't gonna get it but you can encourage them you can encourage them you can inspire them to say you know what hey you you know do you want what do you want out of life what is it that you want do you want financial stability do you want to build a future do you want to leave a legacy for your children's children what do you want you can inspire that person you know uh you can lead them to the here's the one ads 
but you can't stand over him and beat him across the back and say, you know what? You need to get a job. You should want this job. You should want this. You cannot build. You can't. You can inspire. You can build up, but you can't build. You can't physically take it with your hands and build it. I'm sorry. It just. It's not gonna happen. If you. If they don't want it, they don't want it. Fate without work is dead. If they don't want work, then you can have as much fate as you want in the world. But it is what it is. Now. You can have a person that's, you know what I mean? You say, okay, let's get, uh, let's, uh, we talked the, the domestic aspect of it, right? All right, so what do we do now? Um, I want to build this business. Let's build this business together. Um, sorry, guys, I'm still drinking my juice. Let's build this business together. I want to start this business and, um, we're going to name it the reserved uh we're gonna start this business and we're gonna call it the reserve and the reserve is gonna be specifically for people that call in and say you know what i want to secure this car through your business or whatever whatever you're selling you're selling cookies you know potato chips it don't matter whatever you're selling and you tell that person you know what come on in we're gonna build this business let's sit down and write the vision and make it plain and they don't have no vision they don't have no vision they don't have no goals. They don't have no aspirations. And you just want it so bad for them, but they don't want it themselves. You can't force them. You can't force them. You might have somebody you say, come on, let's go. We're going to lose this weight. We're going to get this weight off of us. We're going to work it out. You know what I mean? And they sneaking cookies and sneaking potato chips and you putting all this work into them and you saying, come on, we got it. We're going to work it out. Reminds me of the meme. This could be us, but you want hamburgers all day. You can't force them. You can lead the, the horse to the water, but you can't force it to drink. You can inspire and say, you know what? You can do this. You got this. Let's lose this weight. Let's build this business. Let's, um, you know, um, let's do all these. Let's take these cooking classes. Let's do all these wonderful things together. But if they don't want it, I don't care how bad you want it from. If they don't want it, then sis, bro, bro. Ain't nothing you could do about it. You, you, you. I, I saw a meme the other day. You could pray till you're blue in the face. You could pray till you're blue in the face. If they don't want it, then they don't want it. But the unequally yoked aspect of it all is when you're going into these different situations, these relationships, when these men are coming to you or when these women are coming to you and they're hitting on you and they're talking about how beautiful you are. You're so cute, girl. You fine. You God's gift to the world. You know what? You God's gift to me. He should have given. He should have spoke, baby. You, you was on my Christmas list. I'm going to marry you on Christmas because you're my gift. Child of, you can fall for it all. But you better know precisely what it is that you want in a relationship. It is there. You can have it. You can have it. You can have it. But uh, it has to be um, mutual. It goes back to reciprocation. You know, um, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the flip side of when we first came into this podcast. But anyway, we talked about... Uh, the friendships, the relationships, the toxicity, the reciprocation of relationships. We talked about the unequally yoked stuff. We talked about all that good stuff. So let me say this. How will we how will we end 
this podcast on today. Let's say this. Let's go into the podcast, ending it like this on today. You've been in what, over 100 days of quarantine. What have you done within the realm of those 100 days? And, I, you know, people are getting irritated about it, talking about you should come out of quarantine better and blah, 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 you know, and all this other stuff, which is probably true. But at the same sense, you don't know how people deal with different issues. You don't know what this is doing to most most people mentally or emotionally or even spiritually. Some people are going used to going into the house of the Lord and getting a word from God and praying and the pastors and the choir and leading them into the presence of God. And some people just don't have that no more. And they just feel like they don't feel God no more. They feel like he's not present. They feel like, you know, um, everything is just crazy and it's falling apart. I say to you on today, God is whatever you are and he'll he'll be wherever you allow him to be you just have to open up your heart and ask him to come into your heart and you know um just comfort you you understand what i'm saying um if it ain't number reading the scripture a day if it ain't number listening to a little worship music when you get up in the morning stay in a state of repentance you know stay in a place of prayer stay in a place of talking to god and seeking him and asking him for direction um, some of us seem to think that we got it all together and we are the author and finisher of our own fate. We are the captain of our own seat and it just, it just isn't. So I say to you today, um, just open up your heart and, you know, just invite God in. Um, for those of you mentally uh, that are dealing with this, um, don't just sit inside. Don't just lay in the bed. Don't stay glued to the TV. Don't watch uh, reruns the law and order all day. I had to go out. I had to go buy me a bike. I had to buy me a bike. So I'm working out every day except the weekend. I'm working out five days a week except the weekend to make sure that I am uh, allowing my thoughts to not be in an idle state or uh, not allowing my thoughts to suppress me or, um, you know, allowing myself to go into a dark place so I'm staying active I'm journaling and I'm writing things down to ensure that you know I am in touch and in tune with with what's going on in my mind so you you know mind body and spirit you know uh mentally and physically just doing something that uh requires movement or activity is always good for your health it's always good for your mental state as well so mentally spiritually and physically make sure that you are doing um something to keep you active and to keep you moving now financially they just not opening everything back up they just now you know what i mean um opening malls and opening restaurants and all that other stuff you should have a couple of dimes saved up you definitely should have a couple of dimes saved up you should have some money saved up the state of the world that we in you shouldn't just be splurging and uh, spending making all kind of bad business decisions making all kind of bad financial decisions putting yourself in debt with loans and you know because they're out there putting yourself in debt with purchases because you can't you know just make sure that you're making these conscious decisions and you're not just blowing your money because uh we don't know what the state of the world is going to be in once this pandemic is over 
So with all that being said, you guys, it is always my pleasure to be in the company of such great people. It is always my pleasure to talk real talk with real people on real time. But at the same time, if you don't like what I'm talking about, if you ain't feeling me like I'm feeling you, if you ain't down with me like I'm down with you, oh, well, don't listen to my podcast. But if we people and we click tight and you feeling my vibe and I'm feeling your vibe and everything that we do is coming alive yeah you know <laughs> like the oldest jockeys from back in the days the old DJ that used to ride but if you feeling my vibe and you know and, and you like my conversation you know click the like button click subscribe subscribe to my podcast it's available on podcast it's available on um Spotify uh Google um, a whole but all digital platforms it's available on all digital pa- platforms subscribe you can even send me a message through my podcast if you have a topic you want to discuss or if you want to talk to me about something and you want me to respond on air send me an email to z michelle 912 at gmail.com z m i c h e l e 912 at gmail.com it was absolutely my pleasure to kick it with you guys on this memorial day and we honor and salute those that uh stood for us on this day um thank you guys for listening and this is your girl z michelle for oh well signing off have a great one bye